plumb line of heaven has prevailed, ladies and gentlemen, in the Supreme Court of the United States. It was at 1010 yesterday morning, 1010 exactly. Unlimited demonic child sacrifice was ended in America. The impact of this is, it's hard to find the words. I'm going to try to find some words. I'm going to try to do very well tonight to be God's messenger. Proverbs 21, verse 15, it says this. It says, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous. It brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. My God. This is a time of rejoicing. We need to learn how to celebrate, don't we? We have been in such a projected level of warfare, and it's not over. It's far from done, but we have to learn how to celebrate this extraordinary victory right now. Heaven is rejoicing. God's people are rejoicing. Those that love God's heart, those that love his word, those who love righteousness, amen, those who love righteousness and hate lawlessness. How many of you love righteousness? How many of you hate lawlessness? Well, then you look like Jesus, and that's why Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness supreme above all. Because he loved righteousness and he hated lawlessness. There's so many rejoicing. When we received the word yesterday morning, it was just, I'll tell you what, it was just a river of tears. We, we could not stop. And it was tears of joy. Absolute, overwhelming tears of joy, emotion, just joy in our house and just weeping. And then laughing and clapping and celebrating. And it's been amazing. And may it never end. <laughs> Amen. May our praise go on. Say it tonight. May my praise go on. Say it again. May my praise go on. Say it again. Come on. May my praise go on. May my praise go on. I want to give you a scripture tonight. Put it in your notes. I'm going to make my way to Psalm 145. You, are, you guys think I'm already lost. I thought Brian said 145. What is he doing? I just... I just Early this morning, Bren is, Bren is serving and helping our kids staff tonight, but she, she was reading the word to me this morning, and she said, Brian, she said, the Supreme, God has used the Supreme Court to release righteousness and praise to God. And I want to read this verse. This is Isaiah 61, verse 11, and it's the end of the verse. It says, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Oh, isn't that good? Listen to it again. So the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the, na the nations. This is having global impact, ladies and gentlemen. And, and let me just say this. It's global impact for good and not for evil. Forget all the insanity and all the rage and all the wildness. I'll tell you what. We need to see some law and order in this nation again. 
People want to go crazy. I think we just need to round up all these cockroaches, put some handcuffs on them, incarcerate them, and prosecute them. That's what needs to be happening. I'm tired of all of this insanity in our country. Well, you guys okay? I'm going to say a whole lot more tonight than that. <laughs> Here's where we want to stay anchored tonight. I want you to look at Psalm 145. And I'm going to read a few verses to you. I want you to look at verses. I'm going to begin in verse 4 tonight. And Mary grabbed a hold of this in the spirit when she was leading in spontaneous song. I love this. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Glory to God. And I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. And they shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger and great in mercy. Let's just say amen tonight. Right there to that. Jump over to verse 11. They shall speak of your glory, of your kingdom. They shall talk of your power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts, the glorious majesty of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. My God, I took my Bible, and this, this particular Bible, I have preached out of this Bible for 27 years, and it's had three different covers on it, and it's been all over the world, and it's held together, as you can see, by duct tape, <laughs> and people say to me, Pastor, you need a new Bible, and I've got probably 50 of them, but this one is my favorite. It's my, it's my sacred treasure chest that is with me all the time, all the time. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to actually read scripture out of it because there's so much notes and things highlighted and written on the side, and it's like a matrix of words, and I can <laughs> barely get through it. But I'll tell you what, today, um, when I turned this open and I wanted to write this because all through, the, all through my Bible... I, I have written about things that God has done, um, I, and I, I remember a mentor that was in our life um, many years ago for me and my wife talked about writing and chronic, chronicling the things that God has done in your Bible to pass on generationally. I thought it was just such a, a brilliant, God-breathed, God-inspired word that someday we're going to pass on the legacy of the scriptures to our children and our children's children. Amen. I wrote today here in the margin, June 24th, 2022, Roe v. Wade was overturned in the United States Supreme Court. To God be the glory. I want to stay anchored tonight to this. The Lord is gracious and he's full of compassion. Grab hold of that tonight. Verse 8, the Lord is gracious. He's full of compassion. He is slow to anger. He is great in mercy. Say that. He is great in mercy. 
I, I am, uh, I'm overwhelmed with emotion, and yet I am standing at attention like a soldier, looking to the throne of God. And this is what we want to put right as paramount tonight as we look at this. Today we must rejoice because of God's loving kindness. I mean, supreme above all. We must rejoice because of God's loving kindness. We must rejoice because of God's patience. He's a loving God. He's a patient God. He is, he is slow to anger. He's full and rich in mercy. He is slow to anger. I thank God for his forbearance. Now, that's a biblical word. We don't often use forbearance. It means God's restraint. It's when God restrains himself. He literally restrains, constrains himself from pouring out wrath and pouring out judgment. See, because the Lord has been longing to avert judgment away from us. He has been longing to pour out grace and mercy. He's a merciful God. Look what it says. The Lord is gracious. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. He's great in mercy. He's great. Say it with me tonight. He's great in mercy. Say it again, church. God is answering prayer. Can I get a hallelujah tonight? We have, we have stood as a tribe, as a company, and we have prayed, and we have interceded with confidence. This is the confidence which we have in him, amen, that we know that he hears us because we are praying according to his will and his purpose. And we have prayed with confidence. We have fasted. We have prayed. We have interceded. But this is what I want you to see tonight, guys. We, we are in a continuum of time of the family of God. And we stand amongst generations of those who have been faithful for decades. I saw a photograph early this morning. It was a photograph from 1974. It was a black and white photograph from 1974. It was taken January 22nd, 1974, a year after Roe v. Wade. These women were, were marching outside for the March for Life. This large banner that stretched across the street, and there is the Supreme Court behind them. January 22nd, 1974, there they are, praying, interceding, marching life. I took a really good look at that photograph. I'm telling you, it moved me. It touched me. I may never know who those individuals are, but when I began to look at their faces, when I began to just think about the feeling of their faith and their burning and their intensity, that's our tribe. Those are our people. That's our tribe. That's our family, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I want to say that we stand amongst and we give all glory to God, but we stand amongst, guys, a faithful ecclesia, a church that Jesus Christ is building, that he says the gates of hell shall not prevail against. What a battle this has been. Wow. What a battle this has been. I want to be bold tonight, and it's not out of the norm for this house. But I think that if we would neglect to give thanks to a certain individual, that we would really miss something. And that individual lives here in Florida in Mar-a-Lago. His name is Donald John Trump. Amen. 
God's not done with him. On his watch and on his assignment, he was able to put in Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett. I got to be in Washington, D.C. for the installation of Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, amazingly. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, to God be the glory that President Trump was able to put in those three Supreme Court justices for such a time as this. I tell you, listen, I mean... When I think of the thousands upon thousands of things that were done under his watch and that administration, under the most horrendous, horrendous, epic attack, yet the productivity and the fruitfulness that came out of that administration is absolutely unbelievable. But yet to have these paramount, these three justices for such a time as this, it was orchestrated and ordained by Almighty God. And we need to give thanks for it. Amen. I praise God for our justices. I praise God for their courage. I do. I praise God for their courage. I know everyone in this room, and I believe it, I believe every one of you have been lifting up our Supreme Court justices and their families and their children, haven't you? Wave at me if you have. That's right. I know this tribe. I know these people. Man, I love you guys. Psalm 94, verses 15 and 16 says this. It says, but judgment will return to righteousness. <laughs> and all the upright in heart will follow it. Isn't that beautiful? But judgment will return to righteousness. And all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand for me against the workers of iniquity? We're no strangers to these scriptures right here. This is the call of God for this hour. But we are seeing judgment will return to righteousness. And all the upright of heart shall follow it. This is the hour we're in, ladies and gentlemen. Judgment is being returned to righteousness. Hallelujah. We need to rejoice in this hour that we're seeing judgment is returning to the righteousness of God. This is, it, it's just beyond comprehension. It's hard to get our mind around this thing that this death culture of abortion, this demonic money-making industry has disposed of more than 63 million human lives and destinies. That we know of. And that is alone in the United States of America. I, I, just let that sink in. It, it's hard to comprehend. It's hard to get your mind around these things. These children have been denied a voice. But in our history, America had to come to understand something. That slavery and acts of racism is a deplorable crime. Are you with me tonight? It is the deplorable crime against humanity, racism, slavery, acts of slavery. How we ever got to this decision to allow a mother to take the life of her own child, is, is, it's baffling to me. I, I do not comprehend it. I don't understand it. But I will say it is certainly a spiritual issue. And I have the privilege of pastoring women of God 
who walked through that season of their life, who aborted their children. And I tell you tonight, they are sitting in, in this room and in other places, and they are free, and they are forgiven, and they are washed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah! To God be the praise. That's the power of the blood of Jesus. That's the power of a transformed life. That's the power of the name of Jesus. And the authority of Jesus. But just like slavery had to be condemned. Slavery had to be condemned. It had to be banished. There had to be a moral outcry. Hear this church. There had to be a moral outcry. Against the inhumane repulsive murder of innocent children. Let no one deceive you, my friend. Abortion is a repulsive murder of innocent children. Abortion is not about health care. It's about a death altar to demon gods. Proverbs chapter 6, I'm going to begin to read in verse 17 tonight. Proverbs 6 and 17, these six things the Lord hates. Now, Hang on to your butts tonight because I wonder if we could actually still say that in 2022 that God hates something. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Notice that God hates it. It's an abomination to him. He hates these things. And before we read the rest, I, I have to magnify who Christ our Lord is. He's the one who hates lawlessness. He's the one who loves righteousness. And because, he said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And because the Father saw that his own beloved Son loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. He was anointed with the oil of gladness supreme above all. That's Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9. Now watch this. God says, I hate a proud look. I hate a lying tongue. God says it's an abomination. He says, I hate hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. God says he hates it. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among the brethren. I'll tell you, folks, we have to be the people who tremble at God's word. We, I'm going to say that again. We have to be the ones that tremble at the word of the Lord in the fear of the Lord. We cannot be the ones who we're going to soft pedal and soft pitch this generation and it's vile sexual immorality and dial it all down so a wildly perverse generation can run amok and think that everything that they do, they can enter into the kingdom of God. It's not that way, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that way. You have to come through repentance. Grace comes to those that repent. Oh, i got to say that again. Grace comes to those that repent you have to come through the doorway of Christ alone through the blood through the grace of God for it's by the grace of God that we are saved through faith not by works amen lest we should boast but it is the gift of God for by grace you have been saved through faith 
But that grace comes through the yielding and surrendering heart that repents before God. This generation has to know that God stands opposed to them. Oh, I just got somebody's attention in this room. This generation needs to understand God stands opposed to them because they are in sin. Do you understand that God stood opposed to you and I because of our sin? But when we came in and through the blood of Jesus, we were fully accepted into the brethren and the body of Christ. You don't come through any other way. It's through repentance. And the word of repentance must be heralded in this hour. They're not raging out there because they're not getting health care. They're raging out there because they don't have access, demanded access to murder on demand. And God says, I stand opposed to you and I hate that. It got quiet in this Methodist church. Praise the Lord. I think that we all understand. I think all of you watching online understand this, that abortion is modern-day worship and child sacrifice to demon gods. To the demon gods of Molech, to the demon gods of Baal. It's all found through Scripture. God strictly condemned and forbid his people to participate in this evil. He called it an, an evil abomination of murdering children. Leviticus chapter 18, put it in your notes tonight, it'll be behind me. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21, and you shall not let let any of your descendants pass through the fire of Molech. Make sure you underline that. Pass through the fire of Molech, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Molech was this bull god of bronze, bull god. His, his, His belly was hollowed out like a furnace. They They created a burning furnace inside this demon god, and they would march up the altar to this Molech, this bowl god that they had created and crafted, and they would walk to the top, and they would offer their children in a child sacrifice into the fire belly of the false god, Molech. Wow. Leviticus chapter 20 Verses 2 through 5 tonight. Read it with me again. You shall say to your children of Israel, whoever, whoever of the children of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel, who gives any of his descendants to Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I will set my face against that man, and I will cut him off from his people because he has given some of his descendants to Molech to defile my sanctuary and to profane my name. And if the people of the land should in any way hide their eyes from that man. Isn't that an interesting statement? Look at that again. Look at that, verse 4. And if any of the people of the land... Um, in any way should hide their eyes from that man when he gives some of his descendants to Molech and they do not kill him, I will set my face against that man and against his family and I will cut off from his people and all who prostitute themselves with him to commit harlotry 
to Molech. Look at verse 4 again. That's interesting. If any people of the land should hide their eyes away from that man, what's he saying? It's like you're acting like you don't know it. It's exactly like Jesus said in the book of Revelation. He says, you tolerate that woman Jezebel. Are you hearing me? You tolerate that woman Jezebel. You're tolerating that spirit. You're just leaving it alone. Let's not mess with that. Let's just not do anything about that. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to judge that. If someone acts like they're not seeing what they're doing, you know all the well, if you don't warn them, you'll be judged. That's strong. 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 10. It says, and he defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, that no one might take his son or daughter to pass through the fire of Molech. Jeremiah 32, verse 35, put it in your notes tonight. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and daughters to pass through the fire of Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come to my mind that they should do, watch this, this abomination. What is that? An abomination is something that God hates. Remember that? It's the shedding of innocent blood. Folks, abortion is a religious sacrament to the secular humanist. I'm going to say that again tonight. Abortion is a religious sacrament to the secular humanist. Who are they? A.K.A. they're the progressives, they're the liberals, they're the Democrats, they're the left. They'll do anything to preserve this culture of death. Did you hear me? They will do anything to preserve this culture of death. Is it shocking to you right now, all of the businesses that are rising up to bow down to the Spirit, to say, we will make sure that people can travel to this state, to this state, to this state. We will even pay their travel expenses now for them to go and, and have abortion provided for them. How many, how many of you are tracking this? How many of you know about this? Okay, there you are. Okay, you got quiet on me. They continue to sacrifice their children to Molech and to Baal. There's no conscience. How did we get here? How, how, did, how did we get here? How, how, how did we get to 63 million lives and destinies in the United States of America gone? How did we get here? Sexual immorality. We got here through sexual immorality. We arrived here through pornography, ladies and gentlemen. We arrived here through adultery, fornication. We, we arrived here through tolerating Jezebel. And now, now we have a brazen LGBTQ movement that is manifesting such sexual immorality aimed at our children. Countless lives have been impacted by sexual immorality. I would dare say most of our lives have been touched in some way or impacted through sexual immorality. My wife and I were in a conversation yesterday concerning Roe v. Wade and just all of the difficulties that people wrestle through, the wrestling convictions of all the different ways that abortion comes. I, I was telling Brent a story. I re remember being a junior in high school. 
we had a wonderful youth group. We had a large youth group. We had a lot of young people. I had a dear friend, very dear friend. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a junior in high school alongside us. She was a lover of Jesus. She was a worshiper. She could sing like an angel. She loved the Lord. She was faithful to the house of God. I remember when we discovered that her brother had molested her and then raped her. And she became pregnant with her brother's child. And her mom and dad forced her to have an abortion. I want to pause here. I, it's amazing to me I, the number of people that have written me over the years because of the impact of my first book, Unstoppable and Unquenchable Fire, how many women were literally forced and their young lives by their parents to have an abortion. You just, you don't understand at times what people are walking through just beneath the surface or how long they have carried the pain and the agony of the things that they were forced to do. Thank God for the grace of God. When I think about that young lady that I went to high school with, I remember we began to minister to her. I thank God for our youth pastors at that time that we prayed, we fasted, there was intervention. We prayed, we fasted, there was intervention. She didn't commit suicide like she desired to. But she overcame and God delivered her. She's alive this day and she's still serving Jesus. hard to get out of my mouth. Thank God. Our lives have been touched by sexual immorality, ladies and gentlemen. Our lives have been marred and vexed by the things that are all around us. And now we are seeing the level of sexual immorality in realms that we never would have imagined or believed. An entire generation in America here has grown up in a culture of society will, that will do almost anything for its own self-indulgences, and they will call it their rights. And the reason why is because this generation is obsessed with themselves. They're obsessed with themselves. Now we have movements of people brazenly strutting around mocking all that is godly and all that is righteous. I saw it last night in our own city when I was down praying, watching some protest. I want to say this again. Hear me tonight. The reason that people are raging is not because of lack of health care. It's because they don't have open access to murder on demand. This generation must be delivered from evil. And it's going to require the mighty anointing and power of the Holy Ghost. It's going to require the power of the blood of Jesus. It's, it's going to require the church to get rid of the gimmicks and the hype and the fluff and everything that is worthless that God cannot stand. He's going to torch it all up. And the pure, true church is going to arise with authority and power and love and compassion 
and truth and righteousness and preach the word of repentance. Their hearts are going to be pierced to the core. They're going to have an awakening and understanding how they have broken the heart of God and they will yield and surrender themselves just like you and I did when we came through the blood and we understood we were lost and we were sinners. Are you hearing me tonight? Come on, give the Lord praise. This is why we need an awakening. This is why we need an awakening. We need a pure awakening, an outpouring, ladies and gentlemen, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, I have believed that the true tipping point into this revival and national awakening has been Roe v. Wade. We're entering into an outpouring, ladies and gentlemen, and that outpouring, make no mistake, it is a, it is a return to truth. It is a return to truth. It is a return to morality. This revival will be a return to morality. Write it down. This revival will be a return to morality. This revival, this outpouring, this awakening, you call it what you wish, it will be a return to the righteousness of God. It will be a return to the justice of God. This revival will be about the returning to the commandments of God. Hear me tonight. It will be about returning to the commandments of God. It will be about returning to honor what God calls sacred. Children's lives are precious to God. The Bible tells us that life begins at conception. God forms us in the womb of our mother. And a woman, not a man. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? You have to say these things in 2022. God forms us and knits us in the the womb of our mother. That's Psalm 100, verse 3, if you're taking notes. God knows us from our womb. Say that. God knows us from our womb. Say it again. God knows us from our womb. That's Psalm 139, verse 16. God calls us from our womb. That's, that's Jeremiah 1.5. God calls us from the womb. Unborn babies can literally worship from the womb. Think of that. That's Luke 141. Unborn babies can literally worship from the womb. I remember when, when we'd be in worship and Victoria would get all stirred up or Josiah would get all stirred up. We'd be in worship and the baby would begin to be, move and kick and kick and go. And we're like, yeah, she's worshiping. He's worshiping. John the Baptist worshiped the moment that Jesus got in proximity of him. Elizabeth was there pregnant with John the Baptist. And the moment he got in proximity of Jesus, he just started bursting and moving. Hallelujah. He was stirred, jumping with joy, leaping with joy inside of her. This is awesome. Elizabeth called Mary the mother of our Lord, giving honor to an unborn baby to whom Mary was carrying in her womb. I want to read Psalm 139. Would you go over there with me for just a moment? Psalm 139. I want to just look at these. 
I'm beginning to read in verse 13. For you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Wow. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. That's a powerful, powerful, deep passage there. The creation of God, the dream of God for our lives. We were created fearfully, wonderfully made in our mother's womb. God dreamt us. God saw us. God knew us. Isn't that amazing that he foreknew us? He predestined us. He knew. He knew us. So beautiful. We must see that infants and babies are sacred unto God again. Our culture has to learn how to treasure what God calls sacred again. Psalm 127, I'm beginning to read in verse 3. This is what David writes. He says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. <laughs> Say amen tonight. Behold, children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. I remember one time I was preaching when I was much younger, and I said, The fruit of the loom. Some of you will remember that wonderful commercial, The Fruit of the Looms. How many of you remember that? Okay, back to Scripture. Enough commercial break. <laughs> Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Woo. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. I believe we are now at the tipping point, ladies and gentlemen. We are at the moment of the historic turnaround. The time the time of the greatest national awakening in this country that we have ever seen. I feel like the Lord is on me to tell you, get ready to be surprised. Get ready to be surprised. Get ready for some surprise turnarounds. Oh, come on. Come on. Get ready for some surprise turnarounds. Get ready for some surprise victories coming your way. Get ready for the pro providential working, the providence of God working on your behalf. I see it for the saving of America. We all know that this decision now goes to the states. We all know that now the authority goes to the 50 states. And here's what we are decreeing and declaring and praying. That Governor Ron DeSantis, <laughs> praise God for his life. Praise God for his life. We are praying and we are decreeing here. This is a praying house. This is a praying tribe. We are interceding on his behalf. And in this hour, we are praying that the fear of the Lord and the conviction of the Holy Spirit mantles Ron DeSantis and his team and his staff 
to such a degree that we eradicate abortion out of the state of Florida once and for all. Let's say amen and let it be so. Come on, say it. Amen and let it be. Come on, church. Grab a hold of it. Let it be so, God. Do it, God. Lord, we just pause right now wherever he's at. We just loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon him right now. The fire of the Lord. The conviction of the Holy Spirit. The fear of Almighty God. Lord, give him this assignment and let him say yes fully in Jesus' name. Come on. Woo! This is the time where the ecclesia has to be strong. And this is the time where the ecclesia has to keep celebrating, but we also have to keep preparing and advancing in warfare. We have not run to a false finish line. This victory is real. This victory is very real. But now we must see it to its completion. I wonder, do you have faith? Do you have finishing faith for its completion? For this to be rid out of all 50 states of the United States of America. There is a reformation coming. God is shaking all that can be shaken. And we're going to see a whole lot of other stuff throughout the rest of this year that's going to be absolutely mind-boggling. But I'm telling you, the keeping power of God, you know, nothing can sift you out of the hands of God. That's comforting, isn't it? Shane, is that comforting? Nothing can sift us out of the hands of God. The way I pray over America, ladies and gentlemen, that his keeping hand, nothing, not even de- demonically inspired leadership, not even stolen inheritance or stolen elections or anything like nothing will be able to sift us out of the mighty hand of God that America is in the grip of the Lord. Things are going to be shaken out, but we will be brought back together and reconstituted once again. Reformation is coming to America. Amen. That's right, Glenn. Let it be so. God is calling for a historic course correction. He is calling for a historic course correction. Because he longs to avert judgment. This has been his dream all along. And ladies and gentlemen, it's happening right before our very eyes. What happened yesterday at 10.10 a.m. yesterday is the mercy of God. And it's the mercy of God that is declaring to you and I, I am not done with you, America. I am not finished with you, America. My plans are glorious, and the word that I have spoken out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. The word that I have spoken over you, America, over your prophetic destiny and over your generations, it shall be completed. It shall be fulfilled. God loves America. Just say it right now, God loves America. Come on, God loves America. 
I believe that we will be ultimately saved. I believe that we will be ultimately rescued. I believe that we will ultimately be preserved from our own destruction. And there are a lot of people throwing up their hands right now with a lot of hopelessness and little faith for America. That's not this tribe. That's not our story. That's not who we are. The Holy Ghost is going to keep us burning. The Holy Ghost is going to continue to pour in fresh oil in all of our lives. Every one of these lampstands that you see sitting around in this room tonight, all these lampstands will be filled up with fresh oil burning through this midnight hour. We're going to see God do such extraordinary things in this hour. I want to close with two scriptures tonight. And probably very familiar to you. Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their land. Ladies and gentlemen, God longs to heal our nation. Lord, we stand by the authority of the blood of Jesus before your holy throne. God, we say that we repent of sin. We repent, God, of the sin and the effects of sin, God. We renounce our sin and rebellion against you, O God. God, we renounce abominations, O God, off of our nation, and we plead your, your grace. We plead your grace. We plead, God, your covenant tonight that by your blood you will forgive and you will wash away our sins. Wash America, God. Cleanse us with the fire of your glory. Cleanse us with the fire of your presence, O God. Now let's pray this tonight that God I will be a pursuer of truth and righteousness. God I will be a pursuer of truth and righteousness. Come on, pray that now. Pray that now. I will be a pursuer of truth and righteousness. Call that we would chase hard after you. We would run hard in this hour, God. That we would forsake every other thing. We would have no other lovers but you, God. But we would pursue you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, God. Let's pray this tonight that God is the God of our city. Come on, take hold of it. He's the God of our city. He's the God of this region. And He's the God of these United States of America. Come on, you decree it tonight. Decree it. Just enthrone the Lord over Sarasota. Enthrone the Lord over Bradenton, over Venice, over Port Charlotte, over Nokomis, over Ellington, over Inglewood. Come on, church. You 
You are the Lord. You are our God. There shall be no other. We enthrone you, Lord. And every other false god must bow down and go because you reign supreme in all authority and power and dominion, God. Your throne rules. Set your throne here, Lord. Set your throne in Sarasota upon us. Let your fire and your glory rest upon us and be a habitation on this altar. Be a habitation on this altar called victory, a church of your presence. Now I want you to begin to pray. Use your faith right now that America shall be saved. Come on, church, take hold of it. Pray it tonight. Decree it. Decree the salvation of the Lord. Come into agreement with heaven. Come into agreement with heaven tonight. America shall be saved. America shall come back to covenant. The prodigal nation shall return home to the covenant-keeping Father. You pray it. Come on, church, you pray it. You pray it. Let faith arise. America shall be saved. Hallelujah. You're raising up leaders, Lord, leaders that will save America, reformers that will save America, menders that will restore America, those that will rebuild the ancient ruins over America, those that will restore the streets to dwell in for America. Hallelujah! Say tonight, I am a mender. I am a restorer. I am a repairer of the breach. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Tonight, Lord, we give you glory for your loving kindness, your faithfulness that you are full of compassion and slow to anger. You are full of mercy. And it is only because of your mercy, God, that we have triumphed now in the Supreme Court. Lord, cleanse it and torch it with your fire. That this will become a gateway of life and not a gateway of death any longer. We pray over the leadership of all 50 states, Lord, that they will come under and yield to the fear of Almighty God. Lord, we thank you for what you're already triggering right now in other states in leadership to ban abortion completely. To ban abortion completely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the giants fall and let the dominoes fall right into place tonight, God. We thank you that you're moving by your Spirit. 
Hallelujah. To God be praised. To God be praised. Can we do this one more time? Can we give the Lord a mighty praise in this house? us a house of prayer make us a house of prayer and may the incense rise day and night night and day out of this house teach us Lord the ways of heaven teach us to steward your glory teach us to steward your fire God God make us a house of your glory house of prayer Father I thank you that you have anointed us and you've given us endurance in this leg of the race but now Lord you are giving us completion and finishing faith to finish strong in this hour and I just speak the refreshing of the Holy Spirit over all of you as you lift your hands tight I just speak the refreshing of the Holy Spirit the oil of the Lord upon your life, the kiss of our Father, the love of the Father, the love of the Father upon you, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ upon you, and the communion of the Holy Spirit upon you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. You may be seated tonight. altar team is about to begin to prepare themselves, but we're going to receive tonight's offering. Ushers, would you come at this time? If you need an offering envelope, ushers, would you come quickly? Would you move quickly, please? If you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hand high so that we can serve you. Of course, you can open your app. You can give on our Victory FLA app tonight. You can give on our website safely and securely. Victoria, I want you to come. I know we have a few announcements tonight. is going to be given just a few announcements tonight. <clears throat> but as you're preparing your seed and you're preparing your offering, I want you to believe with us. I want you to believe and I want you to pray with us every day of the week, ladies and gentlemen, for our Miracle Campus. God's going to do a miracle, and He's going to receive the glory. And what seems impossible is so easy for Him, so easy, and He will do just as He promised. As you give tonight, I want you to pray over your seed. I want you to pray over your tithe and say, Lord, we pray and we decree the increase of your kingdom through victory at church of your presence. And Lord, we pray and we call in a miracle property and a miracle campus. I want you to pray that the Holy Spirit will direct me and Bren's steps, our leadership steps, 
our board's steps, our elders' steps to possess the land that God has for us. Amen.
debt, we rebuke lack, and we speak abundance over your life. We speak prosperity over your life, the spirit of breakthrough over your finances, the keeping power of God over your storehouses in Jesus' name, the blessing and the favor of the Lord overflowing. Hallelujah. That's your vats. <laughs> Overflow with new wine. Hallelujah. Honor the Lord your God with all of your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase so that your barn shall be filled with plenty and your vats shall overflow with new wine. I just speak the blessing of God over you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Ushers, go ahead and serve the people. Altar team, if you'll come, prepare yourself. It's been a mighty night. Amen. Jacob, it's been so good having you in the house tonight. So good. Jacob's family in this house will always be family. Jacob leads worship at Fellowship of Believers. It's a church we love here in town. It's not far from here. It's just a couple miles. It's a great church, great church family. We love them. <sighs> Praise God. I bet Cody and Sandra are having a blast pray that they're refreshed. Me and Brent are getting ready to go on a little vacation soon in just a few weeks. Looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Altar team, would you come? Let's serve the people tonight. If you need prayer for any reason tonight, any reason at all, we want to pray the prayer of faith and in agreement with you for a miracle and a breakthrough in your life. Would you all stand tonight? Lord, we pray tonight that miracles flow in the house, miracles flow in this altar time. The power of the Holy Spirit be made manifest and breakthroughs happen in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, everybody. We love you. For those that desire to receive prayer, the altars are open. Good night.